Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. I hope you had a great Christmas and happy holidays. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and write into that mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. And the spelling on that for you with a pad of paper and a pen and all that other stuff while you're listening to uh, a podcast is S E I B E. RT exactly the way that it sounds. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. My guest, Ryan Jett from the Autopod Decepticast, is hanging out with us on the phone. Hey, how's it going? But before we get into the meat of our next topic, or uh, um, or is that flesh, if you will? Ew, that's gross. I should I should really take that out. Um, anyhow, I uh, uh, I want to remind you that episode number one ninety three one hundred ninety three, featuring our discussion about the new Bumblebee movie with Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb. The entire Autopod Decepticast team will be dropping on New Year's Day, Tuesday. January 1st, ringing the new year with our full spoilers deep dive discussion in the Mighty Mike Cyber Radio tradition. Sounds great. <laughs> we actually are recording uh, the uh, an episode of our show the same day as we're recording with you, which will technically be our holiday show, which will oh. come out after the holidays. Oh, that's so. cool. Very good. All right. So, um, so we done talking Trek. Do we want to talk about tits? <sighs> Oh man! Let's talk some tits. All right, let's let's hunker down, everybody. For <laughs> <this>. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, uh, you know, take off your clothes, you know, get your digs out, get your pussies out. Uh, it's uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm not that doing is, any of that. I'm not doing any of that. That's in fun. That is the Autobots cast after dark, and that's in fun. And it's like I do I do realize that what I'm about to to go off on. It, it does seem like maybe it's surprising for me because maybe I, 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 you know, I, I do uh, like blue humor, but I feel like the humor is a little different than what we're going to talk about. And frankly, in doing the research for this, uh, Mike, which yeah. I felt like Pete Townsend, like, oh uh, really? Oh it's no! Gross. Looking it up, I'm like, ah, I don't want this browsing history. Like, I went to an like there's an eBay listing for it. And I'm like, I don't want this to. I don't want anybody to know that I went here. Ew. So we uh so we are talking about the uh let me see if I got this up. It is the uh Den Toys DT01 upgrade kit for uh for Fan Toys Rouge, which is a third party 
uh, Transformers figure of the uh, popular character RC. And, you know, so the reason why I wanted to bring this up with uh, with myself and Ryan is I've I've heard a lot of. Uh, Transformers commentators, you know, podcasters, YouTubers, whatever, or, you know, people on ju- just on Twitter, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's been a hot topic. We're really kind of late to the party on it because it kind of went up and kind of flamed out. But I wanted to come back to it one because we're we're just a bunch of nasty individuals, and I figured if I was going to talk to Ryan by himself, I, I'd have to bring up a good uh, uh, topic. And nothing says uh, I am I am nude. So I have been while we've been talking, just slowly undressing. I love it. I love it. So, mm-hmm. so uh, okay. So let's first. I, I guess we have to describe what this thing is. It's mm-hmm. um, it, it's basically um, human style breast that you can put onto this female transformer to give her squishy tits, and mm-hmm. and I I just um. I, I just want an excuse to say tits. I like saying tits, but I, <laughs> oh man! And it, it's it's basically a third party gen toy making an accessory for another third party uh, toy, and uh, which itself has been criticized as being a little sexist and over feminizing RC. Um, I don't know that I agree with that necessarily, but this right. thing with the squishy boobs and like it's like and then Ben Toys just comes in, kicks down the door and it's like, hey, 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 who wants the fucking tits, you gross monsters? It's just it made me like when I saw that, I was just like, shudder it. Shudder the species. Burn it to the ground. Yeah. Salt the earth. Salt the earth so nothing else can grow. Right, right. And God, it's just like who asked for this? Like I the only okay, the only good thing to come out of this is um any, like, this is kind of like if you see some, like, if I see somebody with a rebel flag uh, shirt or, like, a uh, bumper sticker, I'm like, okay, well, that's just shorthand for I'm not going to like you because you're a garbage person. So right. um, if you like this, this, this RC tits thing, I'm like, well, we're not going to get along because <laughs> it's so gross and shouldn't exist, which, again, I, I know that I said – uh, creative outlets, you know, with the Star Trek and Star Wars thing, uh, I'm fine with it existing, and it's not for me. But I think this does actual damage. It's not like something that's just not for me. I think it's actually hurtful. Yeah, and th- and that's I I think in a way for some of the material that I've heard on this topic, I don't I don't know if that has been unpacked enough. I I've heard a lot of surface stuff with with very similar hot takes to what you just put out there. It's like, "Oh, this is gross." And uh-huh. and really not not really kind of um, you know, going any deeper than that. So I, I, I had a had a couple tweets I wanted to go over. This uh and this was actually like I think maybe the first time I saw it. I don't remember. It's one of those sands of time type of things. But uh, back on uh, December 3rd, um, our good friend Daryl from the uh, Transmissions podcast, uh, a.k.a. the Cybertronian Beast, um, who is a who's who's a, a wonderfully gentle Canadian fellow. <laughs> it's just it's mm-hmm. just kind of like the dude you just want to get like a giant bear hug from. He's just just a just a wonderful, sweet guy. Um uh, but anyway, so so he writes, um, all right, this is going too far, exclamation point. This add-on set for Fan Toys Rouge just popped up on Facebook, and there's absolutely no place for this type of shit in the Transformers fandom. This is not art. It's taking a female Transformers character and giving them actual human breasts. 
Hashtag fuck this shit. And he's not wrong. And um, it, it, ooh, I, I have this up, actually, because like in his tweet, it has the actual picture of the blister yeah. card with the product in it. And and you click to the next picture and it's uh, somebody jabbing them with a with a screwdriver. Um, that was the first one I saw too. Yeah, yeah, the screwdriver one where we're just kind of mm-hmm. like stabbing it to uh, uh, show that they're silicone silicone tits. Um, but so yeah, so it's it's gross. It's yeah. But the thing, well, uh, I was just gonna say to that point, and may, I, I don't. I hope I'm not taking away what you're gonna say. Mm. I, I agree 100 percent with what you said about like just saying that it's gross and whatever. I think is missing the point, which it is gross, but. I think the bigger issue is like, as a white male, I don't have any. Basically, I there's nothing that happens to me that is problematic because everything in the world is geared toward me. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, like when I just think about being a girl or a woman who has been interested in like traditionally quote unquote nerdy things like whatever Transformers, um, for example. Like I can't imagine the difficulty in like growing up that way where it's like. You have these asshole gatekeepers who are like, no, this isn't for girls. Or even beyond that, you're not allowed to enjoy it in this way unless you enjoy it exactly the same way I do. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's really da- – like I can't imagine how damaging that is. And I I think it is important for people like – you know, to, people who are not necessarily in that demographic to say that they're not okay with this uh, up to a point. Okay. Um and uh, the the point, like, I, I guess, well, actually, I'll touch on that in a moment. I, sure. I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I, I, I have, I, I, so there is a part of me that also wants to advocate for art in that, mm-hmm. but the, the, I guess, I guess the next pivot point I wanted to ask is who is this for? Because Great. I, because I I haven't heard anybody really raise their hand and say, well, actually, this is kind of okay. Um, there's a, I mean, there's another figure out there that's uh, I I forget what it's called. It's like Firebird RC or some such like that, and it has it's it's a third party Transformers figure, and it's very um, highly stylized, like a, like an anime statue type of thing, and mm-hmm. she also has huge tits but she also has mm-hmm. like a huge ass also and you know very uh you know very uh exaggerated sexualized uh proportions but what's weird though is that it's it's actually kind of like a cool looking figure for folks that are kind of like into you know heavily stylized things i mean like i'm sure uh folks out there have heard of like the the uh, bushido type uh statues like you know mm-hmm. like they'll they'll take you know, uh, characters and kind of anime them up a little bit. Like, like there's a there's a handful of Star Wars characters that got that. There's like a uh, like a Mara Jade figure and like a Jaina Solo and like a like a, you know like she's wearing like a a X wing pilot suit and it's like half taken off and and all that stuff. So I mean, it's it's kind of it's for a particular type of audience, which I think is yeah. what that other uh, RC figure I'm talking about is for. But it was still one of those things where I looked at it, I'm like, that's kind of gross. But it doesn't rise to the level of this. Um, well, and because I, this is not about, like, stylization. It's strictly about sexualizing the character. Ah, very and, good. 
that's my question is like you said, who's this for? I'm like, can you not relate to RC as a character without having to want to fuck her? I'm right. Like, that's really weird. And so I don't know that it's even that. I think it's they're just like, hey, this is funny and weird and people will buy it. I don't even I, like I'm like, OK, so collectors, for the most part, they collect these toys and stuff like that. Right. A lot, you know, they're cool and we love the Transformers. And but a lot of it is to display it. And I'm right. like, I'm going to display this in your home like like some kind of monster. <laughs> like, who are you inviting <laughs> over that is cool with giant human tits on a robot just sitting out there on the shelf. I I guess you probably have weirdo gross friends if that's what you like, but it's just like, again, yeah, why does this exist? Like, what is the point other than being a weirdo who wants to fuck a robot? Right. And so I, so I got a couple more tweets I wanted to add and I, I've got, I've got something I want to pin on uh, the end of this is, okay. So uh, James Roberts, who is the writer of uh, Transformers More Than Meets the Eye and later uh, Lost Light. Um, we, uh, we saw him at TFCon in Chicago. Um, yep. You know, genteel British fellow. Um, so, I mean, he's kind of seen as a kind of an authority on, on Transformers things and doings and understands how a lot of the characters tick. But James Roberts tweets uh, that this is uh, the RC kit is an abomination and a massively regressive step and should rightly appall anyone who wants this fandom to be welcoming and inclusive. It's not lulls. It's very, very sad. Now, that is a caption to a thread tweet. I don't know who this is, but I see her tweet a lot. Uh, she writes, I've I've also seen some people being like, quote unquote, who cares over the RC kit. And the long and short of it is I care. You know why? Because I'm a woman who has spent the last counts on fingers 15 years or so in, quote unquote, geeky spaces and being told constantly that I don't belong. And it's, you know, it's a half dozen tweet thread um, mm-hmm. that maybe for the for the sake of this, I'm not going to read through, but you kind of get the idea. And it's a lot of the uh, stuff that you touched on, Ryan, earlier, that it is overt sexualization of um, of a character. Now, one of the things that I uh, put out there in the group text that I'm not hearing anybody else in the community saying is that this is a third party upgrade kit for another third party figure who yes. who is a representation of a copyrighted character so so this is like f- three or four steps removed from the actual IP i think the thing that that I'm speculating is I wonder if this is where Hasbro says, you know what? Enough is enough. Because one of, one of the things that really puzzles me, and again, I've said on the show, I, I've not really been exposed to third-party Transformers prior to meeting with you guys. It's like it, mm-hmm. it was really kind of Aaron's description of the the figures that he's collected that I'm like, I'm like, what is this that he's talking about? Third party figures. What? And, you know, by the time we got to Chicago, I kind of understood what what the scene was. Whereas, I mean, that I would say, I don't know, Ryan, what would you think? Maybe like 50, maybe even 60 percent of the dealer show floor was dedicated to third party figures. Oh, yeah, sure. I would say more than half. 
Yeah, and 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 that really kind of that kind of blows me away. And you know, uh, Aaron's rationale is that you know these third party companies are you know kind of meeting collector demand in a way that Hasbro Takara Tomy isn't. And you know, I I, I don't want to litigate that now. Uh, you know, with without Aaron being here, but mm-hmm. um, that that it still blows me away that Hasbro basically just kind of lets this happen. And I yeah, it's I I mean I, I agree. Like I, I and it's true that they do fill a niche that Hasbro doesn't. But also, it is strictly speaking, black and white. It is intellectual property theft. And so I've been curious too as to why Hasbro doesn't go after them more. Right. But I mean, I kind of side with uh, Anthony Bercali from uh, you know uh, uh, Transformers University that podcast. I mean, he said on his show that just like that, you know, it's it's theft outright. And that uh, so that aspect of it kind of bothers me. I mean, they're cool figures and mm-hmm. all that, but the thing that that kind of bugs me about this particular thing. Is again, it's like it's a it's a separate company making a thing for a separate company, uh, to the point where I wonder. And there's there's a mild conspiracy theory about this that this Den Toys isn't actually a separate thing. It's Fans Toys just putting it out as a separate label and not wanting the blowback. Mm. I I mean hmm. the, I mean it's wild speculation and accusation. Yeah. But I mean yeah I mean there there's no. There's no evidence to corroborate that, but you know that that could be a thing too. Because like, why why this particular figure? Why why is it Fans Toys Rouge specifically? You know why not? You know any of the other you know half dozen or so RC figures. Why? In fact, why not go further? If you're this wacky third party Den Toys thing, why not just make it an upgrade kit for a actual Hasbro figure? You know. I mean, I guess maybe that would call down more heat. I don't know, because um, like I, I suppose if I mean again, this is all wild speculation. But like course. if that were the case, like uh, if I were Den Toys, well, um, well, if you anyway, were Den Toys, uh, you would be on a watch list, I'm sure. <laughs> I know that I'm sure I'm on all the watch lists, um, <laughs> but uh, I would say that going after a third party, like add on to a third party, it's they're not. It's not like Fan Toys is necessarily going to sue because they're already doing something technically illegal. So right. I don't think they'd want the, the the attractive heat of that on top of like. So, but going after Hasbro, they have no reason not to retaliate. Exactly. So, um, a couple more things on this. What um, uh, what what do you think the the precedent is being set here? Um, are, are, do you think we're going to see more of this? Could we see more I, of this? I, uh, oh man, you know, I, no, I, there's a, I'm paraphrasing a quote that I can no longer remember, but sure. nobody has ever gotten, gone broke underestimating the stupidity of humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I won't say that it won't happen. I think honestly, this is not like a genuine attempt at, I think it's just a cash grab for something that's like, oh, this is fucked up. I'm going to buy this for like yeah. heads that are going to do that. Um, I don't think it's, I can't imagine what other thing that could be released. Like, it's just the whole idea of like, well, 
are you going to buy a dick for Springer? Like, it's so <laughs> strange. It's so strange. It's literally just turning RC into a sexual object. And it's like, it's it, the whole thing, whenever I saw it, was so out of the realm of anything I had ever thought about that I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. And- I felt like Grandpa Simpson, where I didn't understand the world. <laughs> in my day I, I well the point of it was i used to wear an onion on my belt which was the style at the time <laughs> yes. and you know um but i mean is is this a gag do you think i i think so i don't think it's a like i don't think it's a product where den toys was like oh this is going to be something that I, I think it's not a serious product i think it genuinely is just like it's so outrageous that mm-hmm. they're going to make sales Interesting, because um, you know what I, you know, if uh, folks going to conventions, I, I wonder if somebody's going to have these like under the table, or even worse, on the table with like you know some kind of cover, and you know. I, I, I would chuckle if we saw it. Like let let's say I mean like let's let's play time travel for a sec. Let's say that this came out prior to all of us going to TFCon Chicago. If we're you know because we we spend a good chunk of the the time wandering the floor together. I wonder what our response would have been if we saw this on somebody's table while we were all there together. I my I I, I would think it would be a bunch of you know uh, naughty schoolboys chuckling. You know that that kind of thing. I, I um I don't know. Well, I don't want to like I'm I can't I don't want to speculate as because obviously if I'm gonna go down this like imaginary path I'm gonna be like no yeah I would not accept it very I, good it's the most it's horrible and Mike you should feel bad you're bad and should feel bad there it is um, <laughs> I do think I wouldn't I would be like well that's I don't like that yeah but I but. I mean, it was very jarring. Like, just seeing it in general was jarring. And I don't think that you could, maybe, like you said, under the <laughs> under the counter. Um, <laughs> but, like, there's such a visceral yeah. reaction to this. I don't think you could display it at a con. I think people would be very upset. I think so. But then again, so where where does this reconcile with, I mean, because, I mean, again, I, I'm loathe to look at this picture again, but the way that it's packaged God, this just feels gross, even saying out loud. But, but 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 the nipples are covered up. You know, like there's like these like white pasty things covering mm-hmm. it up so that it's less gross. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I can't even. I can't even say that with a straight face. My point. My point that I'm trying to make is that like that. That's kind of like a way to where it can be displayed on the internet or or on a on. I don't. I don't even know where people are going to buy this thing. I, I'm just going to jump off of that that topic before I get myself in more trouble. But the thing I do want to ask you, though, Ryan, is how does this reconcile with something like a you know anime style exaggerated proportions, still kind of fully clothed? But again, I mean, like, so I I um I, I forget. Have you seen this uh this uh uh Flamebird RC figure I was talking about earlier? I, I, I have seen it, yes. Okay. So so how how do you how do you think that reconciles? Is like one okay and one not okay? Or is it all not okay or what? I'm certainly not the arbiter of what is and isn't okay because again as a white male, like nothing offends me because it can't. Like sure. there's no there's no repression. There's no, I've never <laughs> suffered a, any kind of blowback because of what I am. 
So as being a woman or being, uh, you know, a person of color or anything like that, I can't understand what that's like. So to that point, I think for me, the, the, that RC sculpture, I think it's fine because yes, it, it is a feminine and depiction of her, but I don't feel like it's sexual. Like it just because something is uh, like has feminine curves, I don't think automatically makes it sexual. Um, you know, I mean, she, she is a female. I think there's a point to like, you know, I, I feel like if it were I, in the show or something and she was overly like, it's, it's difficult to make male transformers sexualized because right. they're just bo- like they're boxes, you know, like yeah. women have curves, men are generally a rectangle. Um, so I guess I would just say it's best probably not to do that. Like I don't, you don't need to do that. You don't need to make her sexualized. I don't, for myself necessarily have a problem with a, a feminine depiction of her, but I can understand how somebody would. Um, sure. Now, as that being said, this whole thing with the tits, no, I don't find any merit in that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's nothing creative about it. It's just strictly making her an object of like to jerk off ideas, I guess. Yeah. It, I was just going to say it basically completely uh, divorces the character from any personality or identity and just makes her literally an object. And I'm not okay with it. Well, and, and here's the thing I wanted to kick in. And again, I, I haven't heard anybody else commentate on it. So I, I want to make sure it's said here um, in, in that group of photos that, you know, that, that were, um, you know, so upset about, you know, the blister card with the with the four different chests in there, the stabbing it with the with the screwdriver, um, you know, the, the pictures of the upgrade kit actually on the figure. But then there's there's one picture that's 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 especially provocative where, you know, it's like, you know, she's on her knees yeah. and she's, you know, cupping her squishy boobs and all that. But there's a. um a particular face on there where she's essentially doing kind of like an O face type of thing. And people have been very critical of that. Here's the deal. That face comes with the fans toys version. That's not part of this upgrade kit. So, and, and I haven't heard anybody else talk about, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, fans toys really shouldn't be including that. And in fact, there's like, um, you know, uh, getting ready for this conversation. I found like, there's like five different faces in that, in that particular RC. And like two of mm-hmm. them are kind of like, you know, kind of, Oh, face kind of, kind of, kind of sexy time type of faces. Mm-hmm. Whereas I and- don't, and, and, it's it's kind of frustrating to me that nobody's saying anything about that. Yeah, I actually just recently found that out as well, and I'm like, hmm, it's difficult for me to rationalize why you would ever have a transformer face with the eyes closed and the mouth open. Right. Like, I can't imagine what that would like. If you were again to put that on Ultra Magnus, why would he ever? <laughs> why would you ever display that? Like, so. I think that that's a valid, like, again, I like that fan story's character has been criticized as being too curvy or whatever. And I think that's a weird detail of like having that in there. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder if that leads credence to the conspiracy theory that Den Toys is actually a sub-label of Fans Toys. I don't know. You know, may, maybe this was the intent the whole time. I, I'm not ready to die on that hill, but it's just one of those weird 
one of those weird incongruities that that just kind of comes up uh, during the conversation. It's it's uh, it's very bizarre. Yeah. After we're done here, I'm going to launch an investigation down the rabbit hole of shell companies that has been toys and find yes. follow the money. Follow the, the money. Pre-photo, exactly. <laughs> Catch them in bed with a robot. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I was actually going to the, the, talk about a different part uh, of this that just is kind of a, a side issue of it. Sure, but, of course. Uh, go ahead. Oh, well, the whole thing, whenever we talked about it, I did, like, I think it's important that People, especially those that are uh, have privilege, like you know, do address that they're not okay with this either. Because it's sort of like I can't tell you how many times, like just casually as a white male, another white male whom I don't know will just drop some kind of racial slur or like say something off, like to me, like assuming I'm automatically going to co-sign something horrible because uh-huh. I am a, I look like them. Uh-huh. I'm like. That's really strange that you're just going to assume I'm also a dirtbag. Um, right. So I, that's why I think it's important to push back and like not be okay with this. Now, I think that there is a state where it goes too far, which Aaron and I, and I think you were on this, mm-hmm. this text string as well, where he talked about um, virtue signaling. Yes. And, and I um, wanted to touch on that. And this kind of this dovetails very nicely into that. Okay, great. Um, so, like. <laughs> I didn't even know the term before he brought it up, but I knew the, the activity. And if, for anybody who doesn't know, virtue signaling is basically whenever you go out of your way to um, make people aware that you have a moral stance or like you're a good person. And it, it just feels like you're, the lady don't protest too much. Yeah. Um, and you're calling you're- attention to yourself. It's not, it, like, it's not, it's not so much about the cause or the the whatever the the um the plight or the whatever that you're that you're pointing to it's pay attention to me you know yes 100 percent, and that's exactly what i was going to say mike yeah it's not making it about the thing it's making it about yourself and that's where i think it moves from being helpful to being just like hey uh, if you are like here's my stance if you have to tell people what you are you might not be that thing Right, it's sort of like a certain president saying he's a genius. <laughs> I mean, a stable genius at that. I don't know. Um, so, but like, I like I saw a tweet uh, the other day where it just stuck out in my mind as like a perfect example of this. The whole tweet was just, "I'm a cisgendered male who uh, is not afraid of trans, homosexual, or people of color." And I'm like, well, "Okay." Like, you shouldn't be. I don't know what, like, what do you want? Like, it's that Chris Rock joke of, what do you want, a cookie? You're not supposed <laughs> to, you dumb motherfucker. Like, yeah. why do you have to say that? Yeah, I mean, that that's, I, I get where you're coming from, but I I think that, you know, it, it, some of the things that, that I talk about in some of my other shows with, you know, some of my, uh, you know, more right of center friends is, you know, we, we talk a lot about outrage culture. And how, you know, there's a lot of virtue signaling and a lot of going the other direction. I'm not saying that that rises to the level with this, where, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't really seen, again, I there there's nobody really defending this, you know, the, this, right, uh, the, this upgrade kit. So it's, it's just, you know, it's a thing that, 
you know, and, and again, the more that we talk about this, Ryan, I, I, I've come to realize that this probably is just something that's that's provocative and shocking that's put out for the sake of it. I and, think so. And and I wonder, oh man, see, I, I didn't realize this was going to be a conspiracy theory hour, but I wonder <laughs> yeah. if this is just the the work of some numbskull influencers, where it's like, you know, let's let's get people talking. What can get people talking? And like a wag the dog situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think uh, again, it's really out there, but there there may be something to that. And and mm-hmm. and again, maybe it's fans' toys themselves, where they're just like, you know, let's get people talking about our products specifically, you know, because like maybe that's that's a thing that's more on uh, uh, people's top of mind when they think of third party Transformers figures. I I, I don't know. Again, I, I I don't even believe my own uh, nonsense on that, but just uh, just kind of talking through my uh, whole, uh, stream of consciousness here. It, but yeah, the fact it doesn't sound crazy is like that just speaks to how bizarre this whole thing is. Yeah. Like because it, it it there's no proof of it, but I'm like, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, seems legit, checks out, mm-hmm. you know, that that uh um that kind of approach. Um so so one thing I wanted to kind of loop back around to is mm-hmm. um damage to the brand and and by extension of that damage to the character. Um mm-hmm. whether this is a third party of a third party thing um I I guess after all of this that we've talked about, I I'm kind of undecided on whether this you know is truly uh, damaging to the brand and the character of RC or not, because I I think I think I've worked myself around to where this is just something that's kind of like ignorable. Um, I I don't know where how how do you feel about that in terms of you know like a, a, a damage and maybe longer term ramifications. I think, like like I said, I think this is just like uh, something they did for publicity and outrage to make uh, mm-hmm. sales and that it's not a, g- a genuine, like, direction. Now, that being said, I do like the fact that there are, like you, you read that tweet, there are women who this is hurtful. Like, it's upsetting. And it's because, like, it says something unfortunate about the fandom where it's like, even if it's not, nobody's buying it or, like, nobody, it's not necessarily something anybody asked for, the fact that it exists, Means that somebody thought it up and like is like maybe you know there I guarantee there are like terrible Transformers fans who are like uh, you know that's you know think it's cool or whatever and yeah so in and of itself it's not it, uh, the whole the product itself will be forgotten soon but right. I think just the fact that it existed says something unpleasant about the dark part of fandom and the part of like not of just not being inclusive, especially to like women um, or, you know, or somebody yeah. who you don't think belongs. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit, and this might be a stretch, your mileage may vary, but this kind of reminds me of how the Star Wars fandom has kind of been cracked in half oh, yeah. over, over the last Jedi. And, you know, it's, I, and I don't, I don't know if it's, to that level of, you know, again, quote unquote, cracking the fandom in half. But the thing that's that's fascinating, again, that's why I wanted to kind of read uh, uh, James Roberts' take on it, is because he's largely credited with a lot of the um, uh, inclusivity 
mm-hmm. that's been bought, brought to the Transformers fandom over the last several years. In fact, it's interesting. I, I was uh, I was chatting with a coworker after I got back from Chicago, and you know, he was you know he was kind of needling me a little bit, and and uh, it's like, oh, so uh, hey, uh, I, I bet you there were there, but not a lot of girls there, right? And I'm like, well, actually. And, you know, any t- mm-hmm. it should be a red flag when somebody starts a sentence with, well, actually, but I just I realized <laughs> I just slipped into that. But no, I, I went on to explain that um, I, I would probably say, I don't know, maybe 30 percent of the of the attendance um, was, you know, was was female. And I would say at least I, I'd probably put it a little higher. It was actually it was, it's my like I said, my first convention, I mm-hmm. was happily like pleased that there was a, such a diversity in it. And that that's one of the things that I'm like, I understand why it's not okay to be like, who cares with this? But the fact that nobody's defending it and nobody's being that, that like ass, that star Wars asshole, who's like talking garbage about, you know, how terrible the female characters are. Right. Right. Like, nobody's like that. So I'm like, maybe that's why that was what leans credence to me thinking that it's just, an outrage device and it's not anything that anybody wanted. Uh, outrage device. I like that. Is that, is that what uh con had on the, on the Reliant there? The, the outrage device is going to power it up. That was in the new one, I think. <laughs> Better movie. Oh man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. And, and I went on to talk about, you know, the, uh, that a lot of the stories, you know, have been, you know, kind of geared toward, and, and again, th- this may be a little controversial, I think sometimes a little too much, um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, we, we sometimes steer into pandering and, and all that. I think, I think sometimes, uh, <sighs> I don't want to be that guy that says it's overrepresentative, but I, 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 I picked up the uh, last issue of Lost Light, you know that mm-hmm. that just recently wrapped up, and and actually this this kind of goes uh, to um, you know the folks from the Transmissions podcast. I think uh, Yoshi specifically, if I remember correctly, but basically like everybody in the cast at the end of it pretty much ends up coupled, and mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where that. It, it's it's not a criticism because it's specifically geared towards representation. It's it's a criticism because it's just like, well, may, maybe you're catering to pandering, if you will, uh, to the fan base, maybe a little too much. I don't know. That mm-hmm. that's yeah. You know, I mean that that's that's for um, you know the anybody listening to decide. I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to take that stance one way or the other. But it was one of those things as. As a, you know, a G1-er, a over 40-year-old man, it is kind of different, not good, not bad, different, seeing that there's this whole other arm of the fandom that's not us. And yeah. and I think it's rad that, I mean, I think we've talked about this, you know, in, in other contexts. It's cool that the thing that we grew up with and like is just as precious to a completely different group that's not us and for completely different reasons, but it doesn't matter because we all love them shape-changing war robots. That's, that's mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool. So, yeah, and uh, that's another thing where it's like, like we said, nobody has been necessarily defending this. It, and maybe I'm just 
it's just who I surround myself with, mm. but it seems like in other fandom, I can't get away from toxic things. Yeah. But in Transformers, it seems pretty positive. Like, most people seem, I don't see any, like, hateful tweets or, or stuff about, like, the um, same-sex relationships or, like, you know, the inclusivity of a lot of the Transformers stuff. And I'm, I, that's, that I like that. I like that it exists. And so I'm happy that that's not, now I'm sure there, there is some, but I don't see it in the same way of like, like hyper masculinity where in some of the other, like, uh, you know, pop culture fandom. So, right. I, 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 you know, maybe we're just nicer. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have, I have my uh, stubborn streaks at times um, because With I mean, your I get... arms crossed and you're pouting. Exactly. So, I mean, I do kind of, <laughs> But it, it it is weird that that same guy can be totally on board for the stuff that that uh, was brought into in the more than meets the eye comic books. I mean, it's like you know, mm-hmm. I think the the dynamic and relationship that they did with uh, Chrome Dome and Rewind was you know really yeah. kind of revolutionary, and mm-hmm. and 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 again, I. I can't have it both ways because I know I just said that, like, I think they kind of pushed it a little too much. But it, and and I think I think part of I mean, just to defend my own um, hot take there before the the pitchforks <laughs> and, and torches come after me is that, like, I think when you had this larger proliferation of coupling and shipping and all this other um, uh, kind of fanfic service not just fan service but like slash fic fan service um mm-hmm. i i think it diminished what made that initial pairing of chrome dome and rewind special to begin with um i can understand that um i will also say but this is just for me like as a middle-aged male even in movies and books and stuff i don't really i don't really People getting together is not that interesting to me. Sure. Um, so I like, like you said, the Chrome Dome and Rewind thing because I think it's important to have that happen and have representation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like to have everybody get together, I'm like, well, that kind of bores me. Like I don't need that. But again, like I'm not upset about it. Right. And I, I'm sure there are people that do like it. And I'm like, well, that's good that that exists for them then. Yeah. And, and you know, representation matters and representation is important and that's what's steering a lot of the the outrage towards this uh this den toys upgrade kit is that you know it kind of you know again it's it's seen as regressive and that it's Mm -hmm. you know um you know taking a step backwards from those i mean now where where kind of kind of the 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 curmudgeon in me a little bit is you know talking about like oh well you know she's uh rc has been made to be you know so badass in the comics and and uh, i'm getting myself in more trouble i think even then they kind of push that a little too far also where it's like you know because i mean we've we've all kind of spent a lot of time with rc in terms of uh the movie and so we mm-hmm. kind of, you know, she's she's capable, but she's also kind of like motherly and nurturing towards Daniel. And, you know, she has like, sure. you know, this kind of, you know, uh, uh, other stuff going on also. But in in the IDW comics, you know, she's basically like, you know, Stone Cold Killer. And yeah, I, and yeah. and I thought that that characterization was a bit much, but. I you know what Ryan I, one of the things that that you've said earlier on that I that I'm really latching on to is that folks like us 
it's kind of hard to be mad at stuff like that. I can't be like, and I don't, I, I, well, I don't tell the internet that because yeah. there are plenty of white dudes who are real mad. Well, you know, and, and anybody that listens to all of my podcasts will, will know that I, I, I do become that guy at times. Um, especially, you know, with some of my other friends and, you know, it does kind of get to that, you know, kind of, kind of old curmudgeon white guy shaking the fist at, at the, at the pop culture and the internets and all that stuff. So, so, I mean, I, I have to, I guess I have to own my, my inconsistency. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where to, uh, dovetail from that. Um, uh, Ryan, do you have any final thoughts on this, uh, on this, uh, thing that, that we're talking well, about here uh the, you mean the fucking tits yes Did you see tits. the tits on that robot oh my god that robot was so hot i um, <laughs> go jerk it right now uh, yeah, just, yeah. like eh, again i think it's basically you know uh, it's problematic in that it's just something that's going to make certain people feel badly yeah, uh, and it's going to make them be aware of the, like the, the times when they're not included in things. And um, other, but uh, as an overall thing, I genuinely don't think it's something that is a direction that things are going in. I think mm-hmm. it's just a, a, a grab at being provocative mm-hmm. in a terrible way. And I hope we never see anything like it again. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't know, man. I'm kind of holding out hope for that uh, squishy Springer cock. That, uh, Springer that, penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you throw that on there. So, so Ryan, before we let you go, I know this uh, this went uh, super long, uh, longer than I, I, I know I certainly was anticipating, but I just I just like talking to you. Um, let's, <laughs> let's. I'm glad that didn't end with longer than I ever wanted to speak to you. <laughs> Uh, let's, I'd be like, oh, you've been talking to my mom. Great. Mm. Right, right, exactly. So um, let's let's talk about the Autopod Decepticast. Um, mm-hmm. Well, um, we currently, um, if you've ever listened to our show, it was we were doing a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers animated movie. Uh, we did finish that run, um, went all the way through the whole film, and uh, we took like a little holiday break. And in the meantime, I've been taking all of our script deviations, which is uh, – I had a version of the script, and Aaron had a version of the script, and then we compared it to what was on screen. And I've been taking all those and excising them from the episodes and repurposing them into just stitching them back to back to back so you can listen to them. And uh, it has been, like, I was, uh, Mike, you said that you were surprised that it was more than a few episodes, but I was actually surprised how many it's become as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, I get... I guess in my imagination, I, 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 and I had no evidence to think this. It was just a weird thing. I thought for some reason you guys were going to stitch together like maybe like the best of script deviations. Oh, you didn't and, think I was going to do them all? Yeah, well, because I, uh, I, I remember how much of a pain in the ass it was to make that clip show that one time for you, and mm. and I remember you very explicitly saying he's like not doing that again, but clearly well, you have done it again. Well, that was, that's a little different. Actually, trying to find the best of the script deviations would have been that because I'd have to pour through all of it to decide yeah. what I want to use. This is easy because we've gotten into a rhythm where about 25 minutes into an episode, that's when script deviations start. And so I've been like, uh, or just like two-thirds of the way through, I can just hit that little bar in my editing program and mm-hmm. usually I'll find it. And then I just find it in and put it together and maybe take out a few tangents or whatever. Um, 
But uh, some exciting news for any listeners who enjoy the show. Uh, we are going to be recording a new episode at the end of this month. Uh, uh, the boys and I will. So there'll be new content coming out uh, very soon. But yeah, no, that's awesome. And, you know, listening to all of the script deviations uh, stitched together in one kind of consistent stream makes for a a way more consistent listen than I thought it was going to be. It it sounds really cool. I was worried about it. Like, even at this point, I don't know if anybody's listening. Actually, I know Ernie is listening to them because Mm -hmm. he commented on Caleb being sick in in the third installation (laughs) where Caleb had pneumonia uh, and called into the show. Uh, but like, I'm like, I, you know, I, I was hesitant to be like, am I thinking too much? Do I, do people even care about this? And I'm like, well, if they do, they'll listen. If they don't, it's fine. Like I'm exactly. not putting it out anyway. So, well, and it, it, it presents the material in a new and different way, especially for new people that, you know, I mean, people are still finding the show. And yeah, yeah. Every, every week we get somebody new coming and talking to us about how they found it and are enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, because, I mean, that, that became one of, like, the hallmark segments of the show is, you know, going through that, that, that bug nuts crazy Ron Friedman script. And, it's, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it was funny because, like, I, um, I, I remember when you guys were getting towards the end of the run and were looking for, you know, suggestions of what to, what to do. And one of the things that, that I kept bringing up is that, like, well, wait a minute, there's, there's whole chunks of the script that don't necessarily correspond to a minute. Um, mm-hmm. And and I I totally forgot until I started listening through and like, you know, you're talking about like the the Autobot guerrilla warfare, you know, uh, led by Blaster and and all that other stuff. And I had totally forgotten from my first listen through that you guys covered that as you went. And I was, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I was just uh, listening to the episode the other day. I'm like, oh, Oh my God! They actually did all that as they went, and it was like it was like a total surprise for me. So, like, even as like a oh, fan, and a fan of the show that you know has listened through all of it, it's still kind of nice to revisit that material. Um, one in a different way, but then two also just um, you know some of those things that that you might have forgotten. Because um, yeah, yeah. I, I I forgot about. That that you guys did that whole riff about uh, you know the 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 insurgency on Earth. Um, yeah, it was. It oh was man, t- the second the second attack on Autobot City is quite. Uh, it's like fifteen pages long. <laughs> well, and and it's kind of interesting because like when uh when you watch that in the movie, it's one of the the parts that feels like it has the least amount of stakes. You know, yeah. it's, you know, it's like so like the first attack on Autobot City is, you know, very deathly serious. And it's like we're not messing around. But then like when there's the second attack, it's all just, you know, OK, well, hey, we're going to get to these shuttles and we're going to escape. And the, and it just there's no sense of dread. There's no stakes. You know, we're even like cracking jokes and having fun and and all of this other stuff. Um, and. Whereas in in that original version of the script, there's a lot more going on there, and so oh, yeah. I, I wonder if that sequence suffers from having too much of that material taken out. I, it, it's an observation that I've just very recently had. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we talk about that on that part of the script deviation. It couldn't have gone in the movie, but you know, go go and listen to the to the script deviations uh, and, and see for yourself, listener. 
<laughs> well, and also since since we were talking about uh, the Autopod Decepticast, you know, we uh, um, you edit all the episodes, right? Yes. And so I, I wanted to give you kudos on that. That uh, it just sound, it just sounds really clean, uh, very good editing. Thank but you. but uh, you're welcome. But the uh, you're also uh, contributing a lot of art to the project. And I was wondering if you wanted to talk about some of that while uh, while we had you. Yeah, I um, I mean both Aaron. I mean all three of us have a, have art like backgrounds. We've all we've all three Aaron, Caleb, mm-hmm. and I have always drawn things and and stuff like that. Um, and been interested in it, um, and yeah, I've I've done some artwork for like the we, we um, you know I'll just say uh, our uh, store is up at autopoddecepticast.com. We do have a couple of items in there. It's up and running, uh, and I've been you know wanting to start a trendy cocaine habit, so go and buy our chutkies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have some buttons up there and a cup uh, uh, um, uh, poster that is in the vein of the uh i want you for the Autobot army the uncle sam poster and then i've been doing some more like i, I you know I, i'm working on a new star screen poster and mm-hmm. we did it, it's one that says pathetic fools that we did before but i was never really happy with it and so i'm up i'm, I'm completely redesigning that and um uh you know i there's a couple patches like uh still on patches that we're working on as well oh cool um yeah exclusive so, and, merch announcement bt dubs Absolutely, and it's, there's some pretty cool stuff, and and more than like um, just making it for the podcast, but we just genuinely enjoy creating this stuff and like sharing it with um, not only the listening audience but the Transformers audience in general, just mm-hmm. people who enjoy Transformers. Um, so yeah, that's all at AutopodDecepticast.com. We're at Apoddecast on all the socials. We primarily do Twitter, um, you know, uh, and I posted a. <laughs> I was pretty. I was so pleased with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first day of winter, I posted a, a Jetfire slash Skyfire uh, shivering in the snow, kind of a <laughs> nod to Fire in the Sky episode. Um, but whenever I was drawing that, I was like way too pleased with myself and how clever I was. <laughs> I liked it. I, I think that could be a, a wintertime print or some kind of greeting card or something. I, uh, I, I really like your style. It's got, it's got a really cool kind of, you know, it, it's, it's got like an exaggerated stylization to it that, that I think lends itself, uh, to the, cause I mean, like. Um, especially the Starscream that you're working on. It's just incredibly expressive. I, I really like it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, I just, I mean, I enjoyed like drawing in general and just finding my own style with that of trying not to be too similar to other, I mean, I'm not, artists are the, like the most precious people of like, well, I don't know if this is good enough. And so it's constantly like doubting yourself. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the, one other thing I just wanted to mention real quick is that um, uh, we did get the video from TFCon oh. uh, of our panel. Um, yeah, at, uh, at Eventainment sent that to us. He was very cool about getting that on a flash drive and sending mm-hmm. it to us. So at some point, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll have that edited and put up uh, so people can see it too. But uh, I haven't seen it yet. Aaron is holding it hostage. So Oh, very good. Well, you know, mm-hmm. and and I've been uh, very anxious to watch the video just uh, basically for uh, vanity and selfish reasons because I'm... Wa- oh, me too. Well, because I don't know where the cameras were actually positioned. I wonder 
how much uh, me is in there. Because with me running around and interacting with the audience, I think I'm doing a lot of dodging the camera. Um, I, I think about I that sometimes. I hope there are long portions where you're just standing directly in front of the shot and you can't see us at all. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. But that that should be really exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And if uh, you know, like uh, folks can go back through the uh, Autopod Decepticast feed and listen to that, uh, that panel in its entirety that that audio is up uh mm-hmm. ryan did a couple other uh videos from chicago as well that uh <laughs> were a lot of fun yeah, uh, yeah they're up on youtube uh, i think both on our on autopod decepticast channel and also mm-hmm. on mine which is uh if you search ryan jet on youtube it's i'm the one who's not the mma fighter right <laughs> that's okay i i'm the mike cybert that isn't the mars rover guy so <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> I I love it. I love it. It's like yeah. I I wonder. I wonder if those two people are friends also. You know, like the the no. MMA fighter and the Mars rover guy, huh? Yeah. Maybe they do a mm. podcast together. I Almost I certainly not. <laughs> and, and that probably tells me that they're we're probably towards the end of the conversation when uh when, when we start <laughs> drifting that way. But uh, uh, Ryan, this has been this has been a ton of fun. Yeah, for talking about something so awful at the end but yeah it's yeah it has been enjoyable yeah yeah we uh we should do it more often like uh, oh, i don't know maybe next week <laughs> oh we could that, that might work yeah Aaron and caleb and i are i think all going to go see bumblebee on the 28th together so. oh nice very good very cool and That's i think i might presents from my girlfriend for christmas is she's buying me tickets to the alamo draft house to go see bumblebee with my dumb friends Oh, that's awesome. That's that's uh mm-hmm. that's incredibly sweet. All right. Well, uh so Ryan, before we let you go, um anything else that you either wanted to talk about or pimp yourself or anything else that you wanted to mention that we may not have mentioned yet? Um no, I would just say yeah, if you like go check out autopoddecepticast.com. Um you know, check out uh, our videos on YouTube. I have a bunch mm-hmm. of if you are if you like me at all. <laughs> I have a bunch of videos of like travel videos of going to New York and Seattle and just dumb shit that um I have up on my YouTube page and um some of it's accidentally funny at least. Sure. So, you know, check that out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I'm really p- proud of the podcast that we do. I enjoy it. And, you know, we're going to keep putting out new episodes probably for the next f- foreseeable future, probably mm-hmm. at least, you know, new episodes once a month or so. Nice. Nice. And, you know, maybe as we get further and further down the line, you know, maybe we can tease some of the uh, upcoming projects, because I know between between myself and Ernie and and Dave and Serge Bomba and stuff. I mean, I think like all of us have kind of oh, and Pizza Toss and Mike, of course. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we, we've all kind of been pelting you with ideas, which I'm I, I'm sure um, at some point you'll have to sit down and figure out what what is actually doable and what isn't. Um, um, oh yeah, we, I, I, we, I definitely take note of all of them, and so uh, and they, you know, a bunch of great ideas, and I, we're definitely going to do at least some of them, if not most of them, because they've mm-hmm. all been in the vein of like something that work will, you know, dovetail really nicely with um, the way we uh, do our podcast. So 
Absolutely. Well, and I'm kind of looking forward to kind of keeping up this uh, this kind of ongoing side tangent, side uh, friendship, side shows uh, with you guys. I just I just need to find uh, something to talk to Caleb about to complete my set. But but uh, th- this is a lot of fun. You know, it's 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 kind of neat to talk about something that's kind of tangentially transformers related but not necessarily related to the movie where you know it's not it's not part of the apdc canon but it's still a lot of fun mm-hmm. well so. in keeping with the side blank thing it's kind of like a side quest in, in a yeah, video game exactly yeah so I, i'll be your side quest that that's fine that's yeah, fine <laughs> that's a t-shirt <laughs> yeah mike cybert radio colon i'll be your side quest <laughs> All right. Well, I suppose we should leave it there for now because, uh, you know, if uh, if we don't, we'll talk for another couple hours and, and uh, th- there'll be no end to it. So. It's true. Well, well thank, yeah, thanks for having me on, Mike. I had a really good time. Yeah, me too. And... and uh, <laughs> oh, that that's what I wanted to ask you about before uh, before uh gave you the opportunity to sign off. Uh what is the reference to Pistols at Dawn? I don't even know what that is, but I it's rad. I mean, I like how we're going to Pistols at Dawn. Bye bye bye. <laughs> it just cuz I'm imagining yeah, somebody I, with finger guns. Bye bye bye. <laughs> just, I don't know. The Pistols at Dawn thing was I don't even know how that like I started saying that in my videos, like I think it was in videos of like whenever I was uh, traveling by myself in New York. Sure. Uh, I started ending my videos with pistols at dawn, and it basically I think I pretty much got it from the Simpsons episode where it's uh, where the guy uh, challenges Homer to a duel, and uh, <laughs> it's a pistol or you know who knows. I stole it from somewhere. Okay. But, uh, I just thought it was an, uh, it was a fun thing that I connected to that was a fun way to sign off. And so since I've been the one doing the intro and outros of the script deviations without the other two guys, uh, I've been throwing my own sign off in there with, uh, <laughs> with our bye, 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 which is how we end the podcast. Right. Which I may or may not have picked up a time or two, um, especially when I'm with other people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fun times. Oh, yeah. And five stars, please. Five stars, please. Yes, five stars, please. It really does help. Uh, We're on iTunes. Tune in. Google Play. All of the things. Very good. All right. Well, uh, for Mike Seibert Radio, my name is Mike. I'm Ryan. And until next time, make good choices. Pistols end on. (laughs) No bye-bye-bye? Just, all right. Oh, oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, it's fine. And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And if you'd like to listen to my past episodes, including all of my college radio shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, Apple Podcasts, and on iTunes or wherever else you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. But I tell you what, if, if you really would like to help the show grow... Do me a favor. Tell a friend. Tell a couple friends. Help spread the word. Uh, podcasting is always more fun with friends, and we're always on the lookout for more friends. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Seibert Radio, and write into the mailbag Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com as we hurdle ever closer to landmark episode number two hundred. 
Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what I'm going to do quite yet. I mean, I've uh, I've done a few different anniversary and landmark episodes, obviously. Uh, um, but I'm coming short up on ideas this time around. So... If there's something in particular you'd like to hear or would like to hear me cover or maybe uh, uh, see if there's a guest I can get to return or best of clips or whatever, um, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Get your opinion. Get your feedback. Uh, please drop me a line. MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com or hit me up on social media at MikeSybertRadio again on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. For my guest, Ryan Jett, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. We will see you in the new year with the rest of the Autopod Decepticast team talking Bumblebee. And until next time, make good choices.